0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Thirteen years ago, I almost died. I was ten minutes from death, and um, let me tell you the story. At this point of our life, Chris and I were um, about to get engaged. She didn't know, <laughs> and I was uh, living in Oregon at the time. She was in living in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a caddy at a very prestigious um, golf course. Uh, resort. Golf resort. <laughs> yeah, it's called Bandon Dunes. So all the golfers out there will probably know. Um, it's
1: like one of the best. So yeah. he, was, he was pretty cool. I
0: had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I could play a lot. And uh, yes, yeah, so I like golf. Um, and it was kind of crazy that I had this job. It was really fun um and it was about five o'clock one particular day october 8th mm-hmm.
1: 2007
0: uh, 2007 i was driving and on my way to um caddy we had a early, some early rounds going out it was about yeah six o'clock i think probably what'd between I, I five say? and six a.m yeah. yeah six 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 o'clock in the morning and um if for those who haven't been the the coast of Oregon is beautiful, super lush, mm-hmm. and lots of roads that are very, very windy. So I'm driving, and I remember, um, I remember taking a turn and losing control. I had a blue Dodge Dakota truck, <laughs> and I lost control, and um, it just spun out, and then I overcorrected and jumped the truck off um, a 40 foot ravine and hit three trees and um, that's really all I remember I just remember green going and then I was out (sighs) so fast forward an hour I woke up I remember seeing the the spider webbed cracks of the glass and the hiss of the engine cooling Um, I remember looking around and and just kind of being like Oh, <laughs> something happened. But then I just went back to sleep. I remember woke waking up a little bit later, um, probably about like, like twenty minutes ish later, mm-hmm. and um, I realized I had been in an accident. So I started looking around, like how do I get out? But um, the truck was completely smashed. It was just, you know, just absolutely looked like um, Godzilla had just like you know. elbowed it right in the middle and just crushed it.
1: We called it old blue. Yeah, That was the end of old blue. Old
0: blue got destroyed. Mm. And I really couldn't get out. Um, I was having a difficult time breathing and my, um, I was cut up on my shoulder. Um, and some other places Mm. on my body was cut up a little bit. And, um, I remember just trying like, what do I do? And looking around, I, I found my phone. So here's a, kind of the first miracle that really happened in this incident Um, my phone was sitting on my seat the seat bench when I got in the wreck and then when I woke up I was sitting on my phone Um, later on when we went to the crash site there was stuff thrown everywhere out of the truck bed out of the cab
1: like random teenage guy stuff yeah like forks from prior meals and like (laughs) all these things that had just been through and about strewn about all over the forest because
0: yeah, i was super tidy <laughs> at that point in my life
1: but his, his cell phone was right under yeah his leg. i was
0: sitting on it and um so i i was like cool my cell phone i grabbed my cell phone and i called carissa of course
1: and not to mention another miracle you had reception yes and
0: which isn't which is kind of a miracle in itself yeah. in Oregon, because especially on the coast, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty desolate at places. Yeah. Um, so I had reception.
1: And it was your brother's phone. And
0: it was my brother's phone. So my other phone, I had absolutely, I think I had Sprint at that time, and Sprint did not have good reception where I was. <laughs> and um, I took my brother's phone, I think it was uh, Verizon, and I just begged him, I was like, dude, can I please just, I want to talk to Chris at the Caddyshack, and he's like, well... <laughs> Fun. I think my mom made him give, give me the phone, <laughs> trade phones for the day.
1: But you would not have had reception if you had your own phone that oh, day. Oh, no. N-
0: not. Yeah, absolutely not. The crazy thing is too, my dad went back to the, the crash site with the same phone and he said about 10 yards in either direction from the truck, there was no, absolutely no no reception at all. So I was in the exact spot with reception. Which yeah. is an amazing mm-hmm. thing altogether as well. So I I proceeded to call Carissa and I, you know, hey, you know, she's like, oh, are you at the Caddyshack? And I was like, no, um I I think I've been in an accident. And she's like, oh my goodness, have you, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I think I'm okay. I wasn't. <laughs> and she said, have you called 911? And I said, no, I can't find my phone. And she's like, oh. Oh, she freaks out at this point
1: well yeah because all i could think of is you know his cognitive abilities are dampened for him to be able to you know call me but then say he can't find his phone he's on the phone mm-hmm. you know and um yeah i was like how how could you have not called nine one one? like if you've been mm. in an accident like, yeah what on earth yeah it was, it, was, it was scary yeah
0: i was i was not thinking correctly or i, I would just you know i just woke up had a pretty serious concussion. So, Chrisa told me, "Go ahead and call 911 and I'll call your parents." So, my parents lived about 45 minutes away from where we were. Uh, actually about 40 cuz I was 5 minutes from Bandon Dunes, and that's really all I knew. Um that's that's about where I knew I where I was. You but didn't the, know
1: like the exact location. Yeah, I was like, you know,
0: turn 5, you know, like <laughs> there's no like signs or markers or anything. So, um I waited there for a while at the bottom of this cliff and I I heard After a while, the search and rescue looking for me, they couldn't find me Mm -hmm. Uh, just because when the truck went off the road, it really left no marks at all. And where my truck went through, the bushes just closed, closed right up. And
1: there was no sign of him. Yeah,
0: absolutely no sign. Yeah. So um, my mom and dad left around the same time um, that the call was made. And um, God told my mom where I was. Um they were driving and my mom said, "Pull over right here." My dad looks at my mom and says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> She's he's right here. Pull over.
1: Meanwhile, search and rescue had been going back, back and, and forth, forth back yeah. like totally missing you. Right, and
0: I was honking the horn with my foot um, cuz the the truck was tilted on an angle down down this cliff. And by the way, if I wouldn't have hit those trees that I talked about, um I would have for sure been dead because the cliff just kept on going. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably would have taken a while to find my truck too. Yeah. So, um, my mom jumps out. Finally, my dad stops the car. My mom jumps out, runs down the road and starts yelling my name. I heard my mom, I honked and they came down, um, uh, and found me. They saw the truck. Um, they got, got down the ravine and, um, I remember they flagged down the, the search and rescue and the search and rescue then came and checked and they said, sorry, you know, we can't pull them out in this condition. Um, you know, we're going to have to wait for the jaws of life. At this point, I'd been down there for about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, I was starting, I was really, really, really not feeling good at this point. Um, actually before anybody, I have to say this before I got anybody had got there. so I was alone in the car with my thoughts, um, I knew I was dying. Actually. I knew I was dying. Cause I was coughing blood. I couldn't breathe. And, um, I remember thinking I'm about to die. Um, but I think, you know, I'm okay with dying. I feel sad because I, I feel like I could have done more. Um, and that was my regret. I, I could have done, done more. And, um, of course, I loved Carissa, too, and I was missing out on that. But I knew I was okay with God, so there was a peace that was over me. That was I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, and then then after that, I had that moment. The search and rescue came, and uh, they wanted to open open up the c- truck, but it was closed. And they said we're gonna have to wait a little bit.
1: They're I think, like, we need to get the jaws of life, right? Yeah.
0: And I was, I was i felt like i was about to die i couldn't breathe anymore um they didn't know but my left lung was completely collapsed um and my right lung was filling up with blood so yeah i wasn't in a great position there Mm-mm. and my dad was like no we got to get him out right now and uh they kind of looked at him and my i remember my dad grabbing the door of a dodge dakota truck old one
1: he went tarzan style yeah
0: and he <laughs> wrapped the door around a tree i remember looking <laughs> at my dad going wow superman <laughs> And uh, they got me on a stretcher and got me to the ambulance and put oxygen on me. And I remember like that oxygen was like godsend. I was like, oh my word, this is the best stuff ever. Um, and another fun, <laughs> funny memory too. Like when I, once I got into the ambulance, I had this really expensive rain suit on.
1: From the caddy shop. Yeah, <laughs> that, that
0: I'd saved a little bit of money for. <laughs> and uh, for caddying. And they took out this razor about cut it off and i was like don't you dare i was like you take it off me they're like but i'm like no you take it off me (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know how much those pants cost so i'm alive obviously but that was a really close uh brush with death yeah and it like the title says it did teach me some things and and brought some things to my um to my to the forefront of my mind because every kid knows that they could die theoretically, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody thinks about that. Or when you're young, you don't think about that. And
1: you were twenty You're immortal, right? At the time. Yeah. So, you know, fresh out of teenhood. Yeah. Like full fledged adult thinking you're just kind of immortal.
0: (laughs) 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 Right. And I remember this time like slowed me down and and gave me this look at life that said, you know, look, Adam, you're not gonna live forever. Mm Mm-hmm you need to do something. You need to, you know, you, you need to make your life count. And ever since this has been a a driving, um, I don't know, it's a driver of my actions Mm -hmm. and what I do and how I do it.
1: Yeah, it is incredible. I mean, it's been 13 years and still to this day, I see him and hear him refer back to this moment. He'll talk about it when he's testifying, when he's ministering to somebody, he's in a coffee chat with someone just talking about why he lives the way he lives or why he pursues what he does, what inspired him. And he often goes back mm-hmm. to this pivotal moment in his life.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that until then it was just living, I was just living, you know, the days went by and I wasn't, um, directing my life. I wasn't, uh, designing where I wanted to go or where I felt God was going. Like you you just kind of feel like life happens to you Mm -hmm. instead of you happening to life. You could live a life designed or you can live a life kind of based on chance and opportunities. And, um, I decided at that point that I was going to live on purpose, that everything I did would be for uh, um, a reason. And this of course kind of gets me in trouble. You know, like you, if you heard of other podcasts, you know, that I'm a pretty focused person and I'll, I'll be somewhere else thinking about something else. And it does steal some of my present joy away f- sometimes if I'm, if I'm not careful or not. Cause you're uh, mindful zooming about out it.
1: and thinking of the big picture. Yeah. Like and what needs to be done? Vision.
0: Yeah. What, where are the gaps? And it's, it's incredible. Cause I see so many ways that so many talented people around you that could do so much, but they don't apply themselves. They don't have an urgency. And because of that, they waste some of the most valuable years of their life frittering it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course they're doing good things, but it's not to their potential. Yeah. And so today that's, I think what what I want to hit and what I want to push here is that life is precious and that God gave you abilities and experiences to better his kingdom yeah. to help the people around you to make other lives the other lives around you better um, they say that there's two the two most important days of your life is the day that you were born and the day you found out why once you found find your why I think your life takes on a whole nother just dimension of, of, of clarity and it takes on so much more meaning and purpose. Yeah. If you find your why it, there are so many things that start falling in place for you. You feel confident where you're going. You might not feel like you're equipped or you're ready to take that leap. Um, But I think also once you find that why you're also responsible to pursue it and to do it well. Um, And I think that's what is scary for some people because they don't feel like they're ready or they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to make the wrong choice. So they never do make a choice. Mm -hmm. So this kind of podcast is just, I I hope to push people to, to take their life serious and to start asking yourself, like, what do you need to work on? What areas of life do you need to put conscious effort into so that you make a difference? Because every single person listening here is called to make a difference.
1: And this incident, this life changing experience, obviously was so significant for us. Mm. Um, You know, it was at the beginning, before we even got married. So it was toward the beginning of our relationship. And Um, it altered a lot about the way we view life, the way our our discussions, the topic of our conversations. Um, But I want to encourage you, you don't have to have a life or death situation in order to find your why, Mm -hmm. in order to get intentional about the purpose for your life and um, to put some oomph behind your goal setting. Yeah. You know, we talked last week about... Um, various types of focus areas for the new year, you know, new year's resolutions, but your new year's resolutions or your focus for this year goes to a whole new level. Once you find your why
0: a great book, uh, actually to help kind of spur you to action on this will be Simon Sinek's find your why mm-hmm. that's a, a fabulous book. I would suggest to everyone listening
1: and we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. as well.
0: that's a great book and it really just goes through and says, you know, looking at your past, your future and your desires, where you want to go. Um, but it does, does help you, um, kind of start sorting this out. But I don't see as this journey of finding, if you haven't found, we're talking about finding, but, and then if you have your why, great. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but don't sit still. You're not going to sit still and find something. Mm -hmm. Work on yourself. Um, I believe the atomic the habits book talks about you know, becoming 1% better. Mm-hmm. Can you become 1% better than you were yesterday? Yeah. And after that compounding interest on that growth is going to, it's going to make you into somebody that really does do something here.
1: Mm-hmm. And so even if you don't have a life or death situation, um, you do have to have an experience with this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be something that you just go. All right, well, I guess I'll jot down some goals. Like, you have to make this a, a life changing experience for yourself. You need to go to the Lord in prayer. You need to seek what His will is for your life. Then you need to envision what it is that, that God is putting there for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to pair that with what you see in scripture for mm-hmm. your mission, and what you're passionate about. Um, you even need to experience it emotionally. When you're envisioning that goal come to fruition or this calling that God's putting on your life, really identify what am I feeling right now? And, um, talk about that in the present tense as if you are experiencing this thing come to life and, um, that we want to, we want to spur you to action in that direction today.
0: So in an effort to kind of start you on this way, a question, a really great question to, to ask yourself is what is one habit that if you change today would make the biggest impact in your life? Um, we regularly ask this question or think, of, I, I think about this question a lot. What do I need mm-hmm. to change that will take me to the next level? Where's the bottleneck? I feel like sometimes we don't really work. We work on all these other things, but there's a bottleneck to our potential and, and there's only a little bit getting through. So if we mm-hmm. can widen that That's bottleneck,
1: good what's
0: that? What's that? that one habit that if we, if we did it, it could widen our potential and give us more of what we want in our life. Mm -hmm. So really good way of, um, kind of starting that discovery process. And this is for people that know their why. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't really, because maybe if you don't know, then you need to like pursue something. You need to pursue growth Mm -hmm. because remember you're not paid for your time. You're paid for the value that you bring to the marketplace so can you make yourself more valuable Mm -hmm. a little bit of Jim Rohn there another person that you guys can look into that um, spoke in my life a lot of times so working on yourself is where we have to start but see the problem with this whole thing is I think that people hold themselves back they because of this history that they have of themselves and the expectations they have of themselves They know that, well, what's the use? Mm -hmm. I've done this before. I've tried to set goals before. So it's, but I've never done this. I've never got ripped. I've never, um, you know, done this or made this X amount for their business or whatever. And so we start to give, I I don't know, give ground to, to what is possible Mm -hmm. because they, they haven't done this yet. So what they make it to mean is I can't do it.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think there's um, there are some studies out there that people in their 20s actually achieve their New Year's resolutions far more frequently mm-hmm. than people in their 50s. Because the idea is once you get to your 50s, if you haven't done it yet, you might be thinking or saying to yourself, well, I, it's probably impossible now. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, that's something to consider if you have gone several years or even decades of not achieving your goals or getting where you want to be. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to change the way you think because mm-hmm. your limiting beliefs, your, your, your self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. um, are going to only get worse over time if you don't do something about it. Your thoughts so impact your emotions, your emotions impact your, your behaviors. behaviors.
0: Right. So every time you think about, okay, I could lose weight. Let's just use that because it seems like there's so many people who talk about that, right? I've tried this over and over and over and over, but I never seem to be able to do it. Well, don't do it the same way. That would be the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like look at maybe some different aspects. How do you do, you know, how do you do behavior change Mm -hmm. or that kind of stuff? But don't just throw in the towel because it's always been a mistake, Maybe focus on littler um, goals or mm-hmm. tasks that could lead to that bigger task. Um,
1: and also focus on the thoughts that you have about yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's there's one aspect of behavioral change that focuses on the behavior itself. But there's another aspect that focuses on the thought. Right. Because, you know, yes, you could sh- shift the way that you're actually trying to achieve this goal. And that's the behavior or the context, the environment, mm-hmm. you know, the prompt. Um, if you read tiny habits. That's, that's one that you'll learn there, but some of it is just your thought process, you know, thinking that you can't. And so you can't, you know, that whole quote, if you think you can't, you're right.
0: Yes. So what Chris is getting at, um, is, so we're backing up. I think this is really where people fail to look. And it just sounded like when you said limiting beliefs. Okay. That's kind of a buzzword, right? In the Mm -hmm. whole space you guys might have listened, you know, heard other people using limiting beliefs and this is like a, you know, a hot topic, right? But it's so true. Mm-hmm. We encounter that every single week with with our clients of like, yeah. okay, you hear something, when I hear can't, I'm hearing really them saying I won't. I've heard someone actually um counseling um they said, you know, I need a volunteer and this this lady said, I'll, I'll go ahead. He said, okay, tell me all the things that you've been trying to do, um, but, but can't, or, you know, tell me what, tell but me those hasn't things. has worked out, yeah. Right. He says, well, she's like, well, I can't lose weight. I can't. That was actually one of them. And then she just went off a whole list of them. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he said, okay, now I want you to go back through, take your time and say, now I won't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she started going through and actually she started crying. I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't do this. He said, how's that feel? She's like, it feels terrible. He says, when you're saying I can't, you're literally giving yourself the permission to, to not go toward that thing because Mm -hmm. it's futile. Um, I look back. It's so funny. Like my parents did a great job, um, in this domain. um, and my mom and dad would not let us say can't. Mm-hmm. That was an off-limits word. That's absolute truth. In our household, you couldn't say can't.
1: You had to say something like I'll try. You were Like,
0: try that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's so much, so much value to that. Mm-hmm. No, you can do it. It's absolutely possible. But but some of the, some of the um factors that would lead to your success haven't been in place
1: right so it's okay to express the difficulty oh yeah for sure that's that's part of like the brainstorming and figuring it out is for by sure. saying you know this element makes it difficult because right. okay well how can we tackle that or yeah. what can we do that makes you know a, another element that's stronger than that weak element Right. um and so it's okay to express the difficulty we're not saying you know put no. a smile on and no. um but the, the point is don't give yourself permission to just ignore the goal altogether or the calling or the direction that you're wanting to head, the big picture stuff. Um, when you say, I can't, you're giving yourself permission to just move away from it. And, um, you know, it's kind of like that lady who decided to go ahead and say, I won't. And mm-hmm. it brought her to tears because she had been avoiding that emotion and the, the can't bandaid aid Mm-hmm. allowed her to, um, you know, kind of withdraw from that emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say, you know, I won't, I haven't been allowing myself to, I, you know, I've mm-hmm. been letting this get in the way and I've experienced the hardship of that and the difficulty mm-hmm. of that. Cause that's what will spur you to action.
0: Right. I think so many people need to treat their thoughts more carefully we see this over and over and over, and if you've been listening to us or watching our videos, you know that um, this, is a tr- this is true, that if you're not careful with your thoughts, um, you it will hurt you in the end. Because mm-hmm. think about it. Your thoughts are causes. Remember, the law of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are causes. Your thoughts cause emotions, emotions cause your behaviors, which yeah. be- behaviors cause more thoughts about those behaviors, right? It's and, a and, cycle. And it's just cycles. So if, if this is, tr- and this goes actually back to uh, Galatians 6, 7, whatsoever a man soweth or woman, that shall he also reap. hmm So if you saw, if you sow um, healthy or challenging thoughts to yourself, you're going to grow. hmm but if you sow so negativity, you're gonna get more of that. Yeah. So starting there with your thoughts and saying what limiting beliefs or what what beliefs have I you know held that have been a safety blanket um or been um a, a barrier. going forward
1: Mm -hmm. and is it serving me well just kind of survey your thoughts for a moment take inventory are my thoughts serving me well Mm -hmm. if they're not let's do something about that Mm
0: -hmm. so here is what we want you to do ask yourself this question what if you can change your sense of what is possible really change that you might just not see yourself in this in in this good light But it is possible to see yourself in that light. It just means using your imagination that God has given you um, for good.
1: (laughs) And another way to ask that question is, what's the furthest you can imagine your life going? Yeah. If all areas were unlocked and all barriers were down, all the walls and challenges were were gone, what's the furthest you can imagine your life going? Because that really helps you see, you know, the, ultimate okay (laughs) because that will really help you see the possibilities from a different perspective
0: yeah here's what we want you to do take this i mean this is the first week of 2021 so many possibilities and I mean, yeah, we don't have to do goal setting in January, but that's traditionally what happens, right? So why not embrace it? I think it's, I think yeah. it's a good thing. I set goals every single year, mm-hmm. um, for a long, long, long time. And, uh, God's helped me do some awesome, cool stuff yeah. and Chris, and, and we, you know, push each other. We have different goals. We have, mm-hmm. we have, we're, we're working on the similar goals, but take some time, some quiet time, maybe grab a cup of coffee and think about You know, where, where could I go? Mm -hmm. Where does, where is God pushing me? Where am I telling myself that I'm not enough? Where am I telling myself that I'm not strong enough or I'm not capable enough? And, and then really face, is that true? Mm -hmm. God wouldn't call you to something that you couldn't do or that he's not giving you enough help to get there. Maybe you do need to grow more to, to accomplish these things, but don't let that scare you. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Um, and through this journey, oh my goodness, it's going to be amazing. And we're excited to hear, um, what God does in your life. And hopefully this, uh, was encouraging. Yes. Um, even though I almost died in the story, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's good news. Yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah. He's alive. And here's the deal. Most people will underestimate what they can do in a lifetime, but overestimate what they can do in a year. And so, yes, it's New Year's resolution time. And, you know, go back to last week's podcast. We talked about various um, areas of holistic goal setting and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. New Year's resolution focus for the new year. And we want you to do that if you've already done it. Fabulous. Fabulous. But now we want you with this in mind, the big picture stuff in mind, think about your why, think Mm -hmm. about the long run. Mm -hmm. And if you need to go back and revise some things or put some asterisks next to things and say, this is part of the 10 year plan for blank, or this is part of my lifetime purpose for blank, um, then feel free to do that. We're also going to be honing in on this more thoroughly during monthly live date night. So all the information for that is in the show notes. We'd love for you to join us. We're going to share our New Year's resolutions. We call it our focus for the new year. And we're also going to share a template for you to set a focus for the new year if you haven't already. And then to zoom out and do the big picture thing that we're talking about, um, we are going to walk you through setting your marriage mission statement.
0: Yes. It's going to be an incredible time. This is something I'm so passionate about Mm -hmm. and excited To watch other people grow and step into their purpose and make a big difference. So if that's you and you want some more guidance or just, I guess, other people that are doing the same thing, um, connect with us. Yeah, we'd love to
1: have you there. It's a live session, lots of Q&A time. It's a community. It's not a huge community. We have, um, I don't know, probably between... 20 and 30 couples yeah. that come each time. And yep. so and it's, it's, it's awesome. really neat
0: people from all over the world and
1: yeah. Getting to know cool. each other better. It's really cool. We'd love for you to be a part.
0: So join us. We're really looking forward to it. Um, m- so much more to be said here, but um, a great book that I could recommend um, on this subject of goal setting. If that's kind of going to be your jam this, this year you want to do it better. Think about it more would be uh, Michael Hyatt's book. Um, it's called Your Best Year Ever. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great book to think about this whole subject. So
1: we'll or, put that in the show notes. And as also well.
0: Brian Tracy's Flight Plan. That's another good book.
1: Oh yeah. I pulled a lot of quotes from there when <laughs> I was reading it a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
0: That's all for us here, guys. We love you.
1: And happy new year.
0: Happy New Year.